On today's episode of Locked On 76, the Sixers even up their best of seven series at 2-2 after taking their last two home games and an impressive performance on Sunday night, 116-108. Keith and I will break it all down, tell you what it means as they head to game five in Miami on Tuesday, discussing it all next. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my car, my partner and co-host from TheInquirer.com, Sixers Beat reporter Keith Pompey. Keith, we have a series. We have a series. Yeah, so, yeah, we do. We do. Right now, we want to see uh, if, if you know, it's, it's a good series. I mean, the home team won. The home team was the better shooter to the road team struggled in all these games. We got to see if the trend can, bu- um, somebody can buck the trend. Absolutely. And before we begin, thanks everybody for making Locked On Seventy Sixes your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Seventy Sixes is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here, where you can see the great scenery, uh, right here on Locked On Seventy Sixes. Keith, a one sixteen one hundred eight Sunday evening victory in Philadelphia to even this things up at twenty at two and two. And James Harden was the story with 31 points in 40-plus minutes of play, seven rebounds, nine assists as he really went off and erupted for 16 points in the fourth quarter. We've talked so much on this podcast about Harden finding a, a scoring run there to help his team win, pick up the slack for his teammates, specifically when Embiid is hampered by an injury, foul trouble for others, whatever it might be. We've been waiting for a James Harden game like this. We finally get it in a big spot on Sunday night with the 31 points back here at home. Yeah, it was it was a big game for him. I mean, like, you know, it was it was he made some big shots. I mean, like he said in a press conference, it was I know it sounds generic, but make or miss. I mean, in the past, these were shots he would have missed. Um, he took them, he made them. He, he good thing is, like, you know, as you talked about when before we came on this podcast. This is something that could basically help him with his confidence-wise. So, you know, I felt like, you know, it was a, it was a good start for him. And, and also, if he can continue this, if he can continue this, it will be something that I think that they'll be tough to beat. Yeah, if they can take this on the road and him, again, being aggressive like this and looking for his shot, you're absolutely right. So the fourth quarter, he played all 12 minutes. He was 5 for 9 from the floor, 4 for 6, Keith from beyond and made both of his free throw attempts that were available for him. 16 points. They won that quarter 27-23. And I, and I got to tell you, man, we've been here for a lot of playoffs for the 76ers, some big shots, some big moments. But when he hit those two threes in the fourth quarter, specifically that last one, I mean, the crowd went crazy in this building. And you could see the frustration on the Miami Heat uh, when those shots went through. Of course, the foul calls, the play, the, the officials, calling things the way that they were. A lot of frustration came off uh, from the Miami Heat side with how they felt the game was called. But uh, the Sixers were more the more aggressive team late in the game. Early, 
I felt Miami, I leaned more towards Miami with that. Uh, if you look in the first quarter, the 76ers had, I believe, seven personal fouls to the Miami Heat uh, four. Now, the three came late for Miami, but I remember looking up, it was 6-1 at some point. I'm like, these guys are already, they're going to be in the penalty soon, and Miami is just taking it to them. But the Sixers did win the first quarter by two, and they were up at the half after they won, uh, I think it was by eight at the half, the 76ers were. But the aggression late and led by really James Harden going to the basket, putting his head down, not driving, getting in there, waiting for the call, and then kicking it out. No, he was going to the basket, and he was looking for a shot, and that's what you want to see from him when he gets into the painted area. A lot of good things can happen when he does that. Yeah, it, 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 a lot of good things. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of things. I mean, I, I think that, you know, James Harden played well. He's going to be the story. But I also think Tobias Harris did some things that was really well, too. Like, you know, I, I think the passing the ball was great. I mean, what I mean by that, there was a couple of times where Maxi found him for a couple of lobs. I think James found him for one as well. So all that stuff, when you when you think about it, is great. And then secondly, uh, you know, we're looking at this, and, and, and the, the thing that really made James Harden's performance step up was the fact that jo, um, Joel Embiid struggled. You know what I mean? Like he scored, what, 15 points in the first quarter. And then after that, he was just like, looked like he was tired, you know? So this is clutch, man. Like if they can do this and they can keep it up, you know, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat in this series. Well, I also go ahead. I I just want to say this. I'm a little scared of this series though, because it's like these teams are flip-flopping, like meaning the home team looks unbeatable. The, The road team looks like a play in squad. You know what I mean? So no. I'm getting a little nervous right here. Well, listen, man, a three-game series, and look, both teams did their job. They won on their home floor. The only difference now is the Sixers having B traveling to Miami where they didn't have them in games one and two. So uh, that that could change things for you, Keith, when you talk about their flip-flopping and doing their job on their home floor. We'll see how the Sixers play on the road with Embiid on Tuesday night for game number five. The Heat have two opportunities at home in five and seven. The Sixers only have one more chance in front of their home crowd, and they're looking to hopefully end the series on Thursday in game number six by taking game five on Tuesday and, of course, winning at home on Thursday. But first things first is Tuesday. To your point, though, of Embiid and what he was able to do by getting tired later. He had the 15 early and getting a little fatigued. I also give credit to the Miami defense with how they were employing their zone and fronting him. Uh, No Dwayne Dedman on Sunday night. So they went with their small ball lineup. P.J. Tucker was playing the five a lot. You saw some minutes from Markeith Morris for the first time, three minutes and 28 seconds, picking up two fouls. But they were fronting him. Uh, They were sending guys from the backside very quickly on the -the over-the-top pass to knock that ball away and not allow him to turn and go. He was looking really aggressive when he had a smaller body on him to try to go fast and not allow that double team to come. He did have, on the night, four turnovers. A lot of those because of the activity. The hands, the quickness, him putting it down when those that defense was coming. So uh, I, I give a little credit there. While the fatigue, you're right. But I also give Miami a little credit with how they did their defense and disrupting things for Embiid and lot, not allowing him to be as comfortable as he was in the first quarter. So something that they'll have to adjust, but a lot of good things to take away from. And we'll do that next. One of the big things that was a problem on the road before, they cleaned it up at home. And that's the outside shooting, Keith. 
something we have to talk about next on the other side that needs to travel to Miami. We'll talk about how it has to travel to Miami in order to beat the Heat in game number five on Tuesday. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. Do it today, people. Get it done like the 76ers did. And we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On 76ers, Locked On Now, pardon me, podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let me run some numbers at you from games one and two in Miami and games three and four in Philadelphia. Games one and two for the 76ers, they were 14 for 64 from beyond the three-point line. Not a winning formula there. Games three and four, when they came home, feeling more comfortable, knowing the rims, the spot on the floor, comfortability with the fans behind them, all of that great stuff. The 76ers, Keith, were... 32 for 66 from beyond the three-point line. Both games making 16 threes in each, shooting very well from the perimeter. Obviously, Embiid makes a big difference for the looks that you get, how open you are. But they had good looks in Miami. When you talk about both teams doing their part and flip-flopping, winning at home, both teams did so. This now has to be something. We've seen Miami only have one good shooting performance, and that was game two from beyond where they made 14 threes on their home floor in game two to blow out the 76ers. This is something that they did at home, the Sixers did, that now must travel. And it may not be 16, but they have to make shots on the road. One more. Danny Green at home, struggled on the road. He was 10 for 13 in the two games here in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, and, and that's one of those things where the Sixers say, hey, we got Joel back, and it, it changes. Well, it's going to have to change because – you know, ideally, it's best for the Sixers to win game five. I mean, it is because, you know, you can't keep, okay, losing then coming home and winning because, to me, that's going to be a lot of pressure. And then not only that, you got to win one of them on the road. You have to. So they might as well get it, uh, get it done soon. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, like we talked about this before, role players play better at home. Dan- Danny Green is a role player. George Niang's a role player, Shake Milton, all those guys, they pay better at better at home. And the same thing with the uh, other team. So, and then Miami, from what I hear, they're like a horrible shooting team on the road. So the, the, the thing is, like, the 76ers have to go in there. They got the momentum right now. You, you know that Miami is going to make some adjustments, but they have to go in there, and they got to knock down these shots. I mean, these role players – like Danny Green, you know, he was phenomenal again. He has to come out there in game five and continue where he left off at. 11 points for Danny Green 
in game number four, 21 in game number three, shooting very well, shooting very comfortable out there. And again, Embiid helps a lot of that. You mentioned George Niang off the bench, 21 minutes and 10 seconds, three for six from the floor, two for five from beyond with 10 points. And he gave him really good minutes because Danny Green did get in foul trouble. So you needed to lean on George Niang and he did a really good job. I thought this is the best we've seen him in this series through the first four games uh, for the uh, veteran off the bench, normally the number one guy off the bench. Matisse Steibel played a much better game. He even hit a three-pointer as well, Keith, tonight on two attempts. But he looked confident rising up and and, and taking him. I I give him that as much as we've been on him. I've been one that's been very critical of what he's been doing. So this has to travel. It may not be, again, 40, close to 50%. They shot 48.5%. Uh, tonight and in game number three if I can pull this one up really quick here in game number three the Sixers shot 48.5 they were even same same number number. both games 16 for 33 for 48 percent 48.5 percent they have to have this travel with them to Miami maybe 12 13 11 but you also have to make sure that your field goal percentage is high 54 uh, tonight uh, on Sunday night 47.8 on Friday night. You have to make sure you do those things. The other good things that they did was rebound the ball much better, uh, only giving up five offensive rebounds on Sunday night. They only had four, but the Miami Heat only had five. So the second chance points were even at seven. That's a wash right there. So you did your part. So, but the, the shooting, it's something that we've talked about through the first two games. The Sixers did their part at home. This now has to travel to Miami. Can it? We don't know. One of the big parts was James Harden also uh, did his part with six for 10. Can he have this also go with him to Miami and take control of this series with three, the three, two win uh, after game five on Tuesday night? We shall find out on the other side, Keith, we have to talk about one more thing that with all the positive things that they've done in these two games, it was one thing that really stood out a negative Despite the negative, they won these games, but they must clean it up going on the road, and that's the turnovers, Keith. They had a big turnover number in games three and four. We got to discuss that next right here. Final segment, Locked On 76ers. Folks, let me tell you about Built Bar. The summer is coming, and with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars, they are the perfect snack to take with you on these family vacations or throw them in your bags, the kids' backpacks, whatever it might be. Your summer adventures. Take Built Bar with you. I need them for these late night games, early morning starts. I need them as well. The best part about Built Bar, they're healthy, delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can simply have both. I've been telling you about the puffs. They are, they're fantastic. They're light. They're fluffy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That means you can eat healthy and enjoy your chocolate while doing so, right? They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like churro? You all go to these these fairs in the in the summer and you get the churro because it has that cinnamony flavor. Well, you have that right here as well with the Built Bar. It's fantastic. They're only 140 calories. Sign me up. I've been signed up. I've been trying to get you to sign up as well. If that's not enough for the flavors for you, they come in a mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. So, Built Bar. They're sure to make sure everyone has what they need. Know what your favorite flavor is. If you don't, pick one. Describe what they're like, you know, like I do. Banana cream pie is one of my favorites. I've been going with that one. The cinnamon churro, also fantastic. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 
and four net carbs as well. Compare that to 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of nets of carbs with candy bar. Come on, you can't beat it. Let's get to it. Make sure you check them out. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so much more. To go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. As the 76ers win game four, 116-108, evening the series up. It now shifts back to Miami for game five on Tuesday night. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, and Keith, the one negative that I have to point out with the Sixers at home while they won these two games, they have to cut down on the turnovers, man. 19 on Friday night, 16, 17 on Sunday night. They have to clean these up because, look, you, you won and you got away with it at home. 36 turnovers, not great. 24 points on Sunday night, 19. <laughs> so 43 points combined through the two games. You go on the road and you turn the ball over at a high rate like you did, you're not going to win the game. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're not going to win the game like that. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things when you look at it, unfortunately, you got a guy like James Harden who is always one of the league leaders in turnovers, you know, because he handles the ball a lot. You know, Joel turns it over a lot. So you're going to make some mistakes. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, if you, if you do that on the road, tend to become a little undone a little bit. But that's something that they got to brush up on. Um, you know, some of these turnovers that they had were, like, ill-advised, like, passes, like, Oh, no, he's not going to throw that ball across the court. I know he's not. And then somebody would, like, get in the passing lane and just take right. it the other way. And this heartening thing is a couple of those times, they didn't even get back on D. They were just like, forget it. Like, it's over. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, they just got to be a little, a little bit more careful and less careless because there was a lot of passes. I'm not going to say a lot, but there were several passes that they had where you're saying to yourself, like, Dog, you know you can't get that that pass in there. Right. Yeah, yeah. you can't get, you can't sneak that one in there. This defense is too good. They're too fast, and they're playing small. Right. So these guys are quick, and even with Bam Adebayo out there, you know he's a more agile five, uh, more of a, a power forward, and, and and he's playing center because of today's NBA. But he's very good. So you you can't you can't make those types of mistakes and cutting down the turnovers very important for the Sixers. When you talk about the fast break points, they they were lucky. 19 to 18, Miami won that category uh, on Sunday night. So, again, able to get away with it. But when you're on the road and you're playing in an environment like Miami, once the crowd does file in at some point, whatever quarter it is that they do file in, Keith, um, you know, they're going to have their crowd behind them. They're going to hit big shots. They're going to have momentum swings. That's going to be in Miami's favor. So you have to, again, sustain what you are doing and make sure that you are good to go and again making sure that you keep the crowd out of it where you don't have to worry about that where it's not deafening where you can't hear things and you're just throwing the ball without lack of communication because you can't hear things very important for them to protect the basketball 17 turnovers 24 points on Sunday night have to clean that stuff up and your two your two top players in James Harden and Joel Embiid are two of the biggest culprits in this problem right now that they have. And oftentimes we know you follow the lead of your best players. Two guys. Protect the basketball. <laughs> it's just really simple. Protect the basketball. 
Yeah, you're right. You're 100%. They have to protect the ball. They have to play better. But, um, you know, it's, it's protecting it and also don't make those ill-advised passes. I mean, there were several passes where, you know, I know uh, James was trying to get uh, Joel the ball where he would lob it up on a little a little guy on him. But it just seemed like the timing was off. You know what I yeah. mean? So, and then those cross-court passes or passes, you know, uh, you know, uh, horizontal. Yep. Horizontal. It's just, you know, they just gotta, they just gotta be a little bit more careful. I think. Yeah, and, and one more, Keith, before we go, when we talk about those and those extra possessions, Miami again with extra possessions on Friday and Sunday night. Ten more possessions for the Miami Heat on Friday, uh, seventy-seven, I believe it was, to the sixty-seven of the Sixers, and on Sunday night, the Miami Heat had eighty-two uh, possessions, where the Sixers had sixty-eight. So you're looking at 14 extra opportunities. The Sixers were able to make up for that because of the plus nine that they were in the uh, three-point category there uh, on Sunday night. And the free throws where they had six more, only making one more and one less field goal than the Miami Heat. The difference was the three-pointer on Sunday night. So clean up your, your turnover mistakes and stay there with them equally if not more, forcing turnovers for them with the field goal attempts in the game on Tuesday night. And I think they have a really good chance. We'll get into more of that on tomorrow's episode as we break things down, Keith. And we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Our next episode, we'll certainly preview and look at more things for game number five and what the Sixers need to do as we head into game five Tuesday night against the Miami Heat. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA, we're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, great win. Uh, always great to talk about these after wins, man. It makes things much, much easier. And I know the uh, Sixer fans also feel much better listening when we have a lot of positive things to discuss like we did after Sunday night's game. Big win. Yeah, it was a big win. It was a big win, and the next game is even even bigger for them. Sure. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do. We'll see what they can do. See if they can steal a win down there. Well, make sure you guys, as Keith always says, find us uh, wherever you are on your getting get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe uh, for the podcast wherever you get them, and most certainly, again, wherever they are available here on, on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, enjoy it, and we will catch up with you on Tuesday, getting ready for game number five, Sixers Heat in Miami. We'll discuss it all. Keith, always great to be with you, man. Always great to be with you. And make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. You can follow at DevonG975, at Pompeii on Sixers. And make sure you subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. And you can get this podcast wherever you uh, subscribe to podcasts at. But Go make sure you go get our YouTube channel. And then you get to see cool backgrounds like this in the arena, folks. I mean, come on. Who who else is giving you this? We're giving this to you, right? <laughs> come on. All right, man. All right. All right. Yeah. Peace.